0: Welcome to the Kettlebell Collective podcast. On today's episode, Ian Gilligan interviews Samrat Sen at Indian underscore Kettlebell underscore athlete on Instagram. Um, Keep tagging us in all of your awesome Kettlebell content. We love to see it. We are at Kettlebell underscore collective on Instagram. um, And enjoy this episode. All right, everybody. Today, I am here with Samrat Sen, the Indian kettlebell athlete. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, Indian underscore kettlebell underscore athlete. Give him a follow. He's giving out a ton of cool kettlebell move education tips and workouts. Samrat is the founder of CoreFit, Fit health and fitness brand. He's the director of sports for the International Kettlebell Lifting Federation, the IKLF, based in Denver, USA. He's a technical committee chairman for the Kettlebell Sport India Association in India. And he's a fitness columnist with The Telegraph in India, certified in animal flow, as well as certified functional trainer through the Institute of Human Performance. Samrat is joining us from West Bengal, India. Samrat, thank you for coming onto the show. Thank you, Ian. Thank you so much for having me on your uh, podcast. You're very welcome. So it is 7.07 p.m. on Monday, where I am. What what time is it where you are? It's 7.37,
1: almost 7.40 a.m. in the morning, Tuesday morning in India.
0: Tuesday morning. You're ahead of me. You're a whole whole day ahead. Very cool. So, how did you first uh, get introduced to kettlebells?
1: A friend of mine long back in 2012 first introduced me to kettlebells and then uh, I happened to uh, come across a Steve Cotter workshop back in early 2013. That was one of my early brushes with what real kettlebell training is all about though that wasn't one of his level ones it was just simple uh, three hour four hour basic get to know kettlebells kind of a workshop and I did that workshop and I was uh, hooked onto it immediately you know I wanted to learn more about it and uh, I took it from there on and I bought my first kettlebells um, that year those were first cast iron double 20 kilo kettlebells Okay, competition kettlebells were not that easily available. But we had a lot of cast iron kettlebells going on. And I got them secondhand. They were not new. They were used. So I got them and those were like my priceless babies back back then. And uh, I started training. I started practicing. And uh, I started, you know, uh, throwing up a lot of videos on Facebook initially. And then I started training. And and I I did a lot of research on the internet. You know, perfected my technique and, you know, kept polishing my technique. And then over the years, I have had the opportunity to train under a lot of uh, experts, kettlebell experts like Sergei Rodnip. I've trained under Steve Corder like I told you. I've also trained with uh, Valentine Egorov, Russia. So I've had the chance to meet and uh, learn from these greats over the years.
0: Awesome. So you started out with 20 kilos. That's a pretty, that's a serious kettlebell to start with. Yes. Very cool. So were you, was most of your education in the kettlebell sport style? Yes. Yes.
1: It was always in the kettlebell sport style, but uh, initial days, in the initial days, I started with, you know, general fitness uh, movements, getting to know Mm. how, how to handle the kettlebell, basically. Obviously, the swing, the clean, the squats, the lunges, the i used to be training with dumbbells before i did not know how to handle a kettlebell back then you know what are the technique requirements how to brace your core and how will you move with the kettlebell if you're doing it uh, say for example if you're doing a single kettlebell racked lunge, it's going to be very different from having it hang in the suitcase position yeah. so uh, first of all i um, you know for a few months i drilled with the basic fitness techniques, basic fitness exercises. And then the education was right away from, uh, you know, the sport style kettlebell because I wanted to get into kettlebell sport right from the beginning.
0: Very cool. So with your core fit business, are you primarily coaching people in kettlebell sport?
1: It's both basically it's kettlebell sport is uh, more of a USP for the brand. And how, says how the brand started, uh, I uh, I um, saw the brand as a kettlebell sport brand initially when it started, but now it's a lot more than kettlebell sport. It's also a lot to do with general health and fitness and helping gotcha. people who are not even in kettlebell sport because uh, a lot of people are not built for the sport, not people don't want to play the sport. So people who are also training from their homes, with dumbbells, barbells, or even kettlebells, or sandbags, uh, my brand will help them uh, with those tra- training requirements as well.
0: Very cool. Helps everybody. Awesome. Even, even
1: bodyweight training is one of the because I did my certification with Animal Flow and I have been training uh, in calisthenics for some time now. I've been I'm not as good as I'm with kettlebell with them, but mm-hmm. I'm also training with cal- uh, a lot of calisthenic moves and uh, teaching people Animal Flow that's also there
0: uh, under my brand somebody who isn't familiar with animal flow could you explain it for us
1: yeah. animal flow is basically there are few moves few primal moves which uh, are followed in the animal flow movement culture where you know we are required to uh, mimic certain animal movement patterns hmm. and through those mimicry are certain choreographed moves are which are joined together to create a flow now there is no fixed way to make a flow you can make your own flow you can take a pre-designed flow or you can just mimic those moves to you know get fitter and stronger throughout the day Uh, there is there is no fixed path to follow movement movement can be in any ways you want to do it if even if you don't want to do a choreographed flow that's also fine it's just about getting back to the basics, getting on your palms, getting onto the grass and just moving under your own body
0: weight. Gotcha. Would you use animal flow as a type of warm-up primarily?
1: Yeah, why not? Why not? It, it warms your joints up very well, for sure. It uh, fires the central nervous system very well and also activates your core. And, you know, gets, to, gets also animal flow helps in you know getting your focus really ready. So, if, if I'm having a sort of a kettlebell workout, a kettlebell sport workout, I would, yeah, I would uh, try definitely do some animal flow workout before the, as a warm up, before the, uh, my regular main workout, just to get my focus ready.
0: Gotcha. Very cool. I've done uh, a couple one off sessions with a little bit of animal flow. Pretty interesting mm-hmm. stuff, fun stuff. Cool. Now, I'd like to ask you about your competition career. You've, you've competed in a, a few events here. Can you tell us a bit about that? What was your first event?
1: Well, I started my competition career back in 2014 from Calcutta only, hmm. where uh, I participated in local competition, state level, or a district level competition. I competed in the 20-kilo, one-arm-long cycle for five minutes. Hmm. Okay. Then I really trained myself to, uh, that was just a starter. So then I trained myself with double kettlebells. And um, eventually uh, in the month of October, 2015, I went to Thailand for an international competition. Over there, I played with double 16-fellow kettlebells. For the first time, it was nerve-wracking. It was, uh, it was very, very anxious. And it turned out well. I got a rank one on the IKF ranking table. And cool. it started well. With that and then following year i took a break i again trained myself i don't like to if i'm playing a if i'm playing international I like to take uh, a year in between to prepare myself well and not just go for the heck of it 2017 i played in the malaysian open conducted by uh palwangiri malaysia and over there i i snatched the 20 kilo kettlebell and i jerked the double 24 kilo and in the 20 kilo uh, category, uh, uh, snatch category, I got 160 reps or so for rank two under the uh, WAKSC World Association of Kettlebell Sport Club competition. That was under that was not under IKF. Mm. Mm-hmm. And in 2019, uh, that was my best competition so far. I went to Taiwan and uh, I won gold at uh, in the heavyweight category, the 24 kilo biathlon. I did around 80 jerks and 100 snatches in my category to get the gold. That was in 19. But, uh, you know, 2020 and 21, we are all unstuck under this pandemic. So I've been only playing online competitions to keep the motivations up.
0: Yeah. So going, going into your training for these competitions, what did the training look like and how long did you prepare for the competition?
1: General, I generally like to train throughout the year. Okay, it's not that just I'm training just before the competition. So more or less I'm in a like a 60-70% shape throughout the year. Okay. Just before like 12 weeks before the competition, I started drilling down on that particular lift. So I what I do is every three, three months, I change my lifts. So if I'm training bathlon for the first three months, then you know the body gets used to it and you want to give your body a change. So I train long cycle for the next three months. Then I again come back to biathlon. So the carryover benefits keep, keep on happening between the two lifts. And depending on when and where the competition is, then I decide which lift to go for. Then I, for the next three, 12 to 16 weeks, I just drill into that particular lift, out of which uh, the, uh, out of which, first uh, eight weeks is preparation and building. And the last four weeks is maintenance with, with a week of deload thrown in, last week of deload. And then I uh, uh, go and perform.
0: Very cool. I saw some of your videos, um, some interesting things you were doing for grip. In one Mm. video, you were wetting the handle. And then I also saw you using gloves. Could you explain why you would use those techniques? Yeah. So
1: basically, glove snatch is a technique where you are lifting a lighter weight compared to your regular weight. Mm. But you're protecting your the skin of your palm that's one because you're wearing a glove but in general competition we are not allowed to wear a glove but the glove here will mimic um eight or nine minute or ten minute set where your fingers are fatigued your bones are fatigued the finger bones are fatigued your grip is fatigued your forearms are pumped because when you're wearing a glove it makes it even harder to hold the kettlebell even if it's a light one yeah and the catch is you have to go at a higher pace. You, you, so if it's a lightweight, it won't be much of a challenge on your shoulders. It won't be much of a challenge to lift the bell per se, but it will be a challenge for the grip if you go at a higher pace. So I did a, I, I, I normally do a 16 kilo or 12 kilo glove snatches. If I'm doing that, I definitely try to go at a higher pace than my regular working pace. And, and-, the, same, and the same is a concept with wetting the handles um because sometimes what happens when sweat drips in uh when you're doing a long cycle set or a snatch set sometimes sweat tends to you know drip in from the forearms and handles become slippery yeah. so basically it is um, in a way to you know prepare yourself for all kind of unforeseen situations
0: cool and if you're listening and you're thinking about gloves these aren't the gloves that you commonly see in gyms that have tread on them these these look these are cotton gloves right yeah yeah cotton gloves pretty much yeah we get keeping in us yeah so, cotton gloves. so it's it's not at all helping the grip yeah cool and you also have some interesting uh, endeavors you're involved here uh you introduced bolt kettlebell sport into india and southeast asia can yeah. you tell us what so, is bolt kettlebell sport so bolt uh, is a kettlebell
1: brand which is which belongs to the iklf international kettlebell lifting federation mm-hmm. so in bolt competitions you get to do all the kettlebell lifts so basically it happens in a triathlon format so kt1 is the single kettlebell triathlon kt2 is the mm-hmm. double kettlebell triathlon okay each triathlon in bolt you are required to lift all three lifts in a matter of in the, in the same day itself in a competition you get a rest of like 15 to 20 minutes between the lifts okay and in those lifts you can do multiple switches unlike gs where you can do only one switch in kettlebell sport and you can also set the bell down on the floor but it's like not like you can set the bell down on the floor and walk away no you have to be in the on the platform you can set it down for a few seconds you like you rest out and then you go again you bang out reps so it's a pretty high intense and uh, at the boat kettlebell sport also in the, the format of the game enables you to lift heavier than what you would do in a GS competition where there is only one switch and you cannot keep the bell down. So I thought it was pretty interesting because people here know GS, people didn't know Bolt back in 2019. So and I think boat is a perfect uh, platform for people to get into kettlebell sport because You know, once you know you can keep down the bell, the the, uh, mental pressure is uh, much lesser. Then GS, you know that once you're in it, you're in it. I mean, if you keep it down, you're done. So for people to get into kettlebell sport, I think Bolt was a perfect platform. And I launched, uh, I uh, spoke to uh, Nico Ritna, who's a uh, founder for IKLF. And I got Bolt to, uh, to happen in Calcutta, West Bengal, India in 2019. And then um, I went on board with them as uh, director of sports. And uh, then I uh, I was responsible for Southeast Asia. And in, uh, in 2020, once the pandemic hit, we did the online world championship. Over there, we got Singapore to play for the first time. They experienced bold for the first time. And in 2021, we had China, Malaysia, and Indonesia joining us. In the Bolt World, World Championships from all over, uh, from uh, during the World Championships, yeah,
0: very cool, man. Very cool. And you were mentioning GS, if anybody's wondering that, so that's Jirovoy sport, sport, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the, the um, sport that came out of Russia, right? Very cool. So, right now, uh, in 2021, how popular or kettlebells in India right now?
1: Kettlebells are becoming very popular in India. It's been for seven years that uh, the kettlebell sport culture started here. Every year it has been growing strong. And um, last, specifically 2020, due to the lockdown, what happened was a lot of people bought kettlebells at home yeah. and started playing online. You know those those who could not you know go to competitions or those who have stage fear and those who have anxiety issues you know they started competing online so the community is growing definitely growing it is not as big obviously as the ones in europe but uh, over in india we have a thriving community and a lot of budding new kettlebell lifters are coming up very interesting to see how things are going to pan out in the next
0: 5 years yeah it seems covid has has led to a uh, kettlebell craze, like it was, it, it does, was yeah. impossible to buy kettlebells here in the U.S. So even
1: for... same thing the case in India. Yeah, the twelve kilo, sixteen kilo, twenty kilo, specifically the middle weights all got sold off.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, very cool. So in India, do you is hard style common? It's-
1: Yes. In India, hard style is the presence of heart style is there also. I have friends who are certified SFG instructors. And even they have come up and played bold in our competition, which is which is unheard of in any other <laughs> yeah. country so far because heart style and GS don't easily mix. But I refuse to believe that because basically, you know, there are two different styles. And at the end of the day, it's about the joy of lifting weights above your head. So we've had uh, hardstyle lifters come up and also enjoy a bold kettlebell sport,
0: and it was uh, it was a blast. Very cool. It's nice to see uh, those two groups mixing together. So cool. you're also a pretty substantial coach as well. I'm looking at some of your stats here. Could you tell me tell us about some of your coaching experiences here?
1: Yeah, I've been coaching for the last five years in kettlebell sport close to almost six years. And um, uh, I've had two CMS athletes and they got their CMSs in the IGSA World Championship 2019 Australia. What is CMS? Uh, CMS is a candidate for the Master of Sport, which is every every, uh, federation has their own standard of rankings. It starts with rank three, rank two, rank one, CMS, MS mm. is Master of Sport and MSIC is Master of Sport International Class. That's the highest uh, ranking. And above that is HMS, Honored Master of, which only certain Russians can get. But uh, CMS is pretty high in itself, candidate for the Master of Sport. And you know these ranks require a higher number of reps to achieve with a certain bell. Uh, so two of my students have got that to 2019 and uh, numerous others have also won state and national level gold medals in India, and uh, depending on where, where the pandemic takes us, uh, we are trying to, you know, go and uh, reach new, new heights very soon.
0: Very cool. What has it been like coaching kettlebell sport uh, online?
1: Teaching kettlebell sport online is not the easiest job to do, uh, specifically when it comes to technique like jerk and snatch. You know, teaching the second knee dip and jerk is not the easiest thing to do. Um, teaching the hip pull and hand insertion of the snatch is not the easiest thing to do. But uh, I have videos of mine uh, in YouTube where, you know, I've drilled on the technique. You know, I normally send people those techniques, those videos, and then I explain to them on live on uh, how to go about with the technique. You know, I try to break it down as much as possible online because there are certain limitations online which uh, can't be fulfilled uh, which which are pretty legit you know uh, compared to when you're teaching live with live technique you know you're right in there in person it's 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 easier to communicate compared to online but so far online has been okay it's been tough but uh, it can be done it's not like it's impossible to teach kettlebell sport it can definitely be done it also depends on the students how he or she is Uh, taking all the teachings and
0: absorbing. Do you teach uh, group classes or just one-on-one?
1: I've started teaching group classes very recently, uh, general fitness and kettlebells. So with the group classes, the movements are very simple and basic because uh, if three or four people are there, the technique, uh, we don't drill too much down on technique. We just do easy to understand and easy to execute moves. The once they have gone past that, once they have gone past those basic techniques, we ne- go to the next level and teach them something else. Mm-hmm. So it's over a period of time that I drill the technique, not in a day, not in a, a week's time. I don't uh, expect them to learn technical drills overnight, but it's like I break it down slowly, slowly with little, little bits so that they are e- for easy for them to, Digest and easy for them to learn without getting overwhelmed with technical work. Because kettlebell sport and kettlebell even fitness, with like cleaning the cleaning the bell, can also be very overwhelming. Because if they do it wrong, they're going to bang their wrist badly, and that's what we're going to be de- demotivating for them. So I have to take everything into consideration before you know going into technical work.
0: Cool. What do you like the most about coaching kettlebells?
1: Well, the fact that uh, I'm able to translate my teachings successfully to them, you know, and they are able to absorb whatever I'm doing and then I can see they're doing it right. The technique, uh, the jerk technique of the snack, that is very satisfying. Mm-hmm. The fact that I'm able to, you know, uh, one lady a few months back said that I want to learn kettlebell sport and she had not lifted a piece of weight over her head ever in, in her life. Yeah. Now she recently participated in the bold kettlebell sport, played for 30 minutes, 10, 10 at 10 events with you know, the eight kg kettlebell. And her technique is very good, right? That's awesome. So the fact that I'm able to create a difference with a technical lift and not just caught lunges, you know, that, that's what makes me uh, happy and keeps me motivated uh, to teach more and more.
0: Very cool. You, you mentioned there's a break in between the, uh, triathlon 10 to 12 minutes. What, what do you typically do during that break to prepare for the next one?
1: Yeah. So first of all, once you're, uh, after your first lift is done, you, people generally rest and, you know, and then refuel, whether it's a banana, whether it's another pre-workout or coffee or sandwiches, people rest, you know, get a massage done and, you know, Open their shoes because you know your feet your feet uh, needs a break after doing all those snatches and jerks. Mm-hmm. So people generally tend to rest out a lot, and then but too much rest is also can can be detrimental because uh, you want to keep moving around and not just you know get cold sitting. So that can also hamper your next performance. So you have to be in the zone. You can rest, be in the zone, but don't like get, have a sleep or something.
0: Don't go out of the zone. <laughs> yeah, don't go out of the
1: zone that's going to be a major uh, factor in your performance.
0: Very cool. Or uh, is pre-workout pretty common during these kettle for these kettlebell yes, athletes?
1: Yes. I've seen athletes take pre-workout, uh, you know, every time they, the three times they lifted, every time before the lift, they took their pre-workout. Wow. So a lot of athletes depend heavily on that. Personally, I don't take pre-workout. I just take a, uh, of coffee even if it's not available that's fine i just tend to you know drill down and get focused because uh, depending on certain thing for a, for a for performance i don't think it's the healthiest way to go about things because you the best pivot code is your own motivation and the fact that you want to do well
0: right on yeah very cool so if people wanted to take one of your classes or hire you for one-on-one training how what's the best way for them to get in contact with you
1: they can uh, contact me on instagram or facebook i'm there on facebook as well and uh, instagram is good i'm pretty pretty regular more regular on instagram because i think instagram is a great learning tools ahead of facebook in terms of giving out much better content
0: very cool. And then you have a YouTube channel as well.
1: Yeah, it's called CoreFit and we've got tons of videos on that and easily accessible on, you know, tips and tricks, how to do kettlebells, sport, and how to learn that technique, how to, you know, better your fix, how to improve your fixations, how to improve your lockouts and stuff like that.
0: Could you explain what fixation is? A
1: fixation is basically when you're performing a jerk or a snatch, when you lock out your hand, your entire body should be locked out. Your knees should be locked out, your hips and your elbows should be locked out. Now, that's called complete lockout. Now, fixation goes a step beyond that. A fixation is where you are, your arms are straightened and there is complete control of yours over the bell. So, if even if your lockout, if your arms are shaking and wavering, that's not fixation. Mm. You have to show complete stillness of the belt there has to be a dead stop of the bell right after you lock out. It can be for a second. It can be for less than a second. It depends on how efficient or good or experienced you are as a lifter. Certain lifters you know, need more than a second just to fixate the bell. But good lifters, in top-of-the-line lifters, they fixate within less than a second. And they are very sharp with their fixations. So fixations are very important to get legitimate reps Uh, during a competition if you don't fixate depending on the judge you might get no counts and your efforts will go to waste
0: gotcha very cool awesome is there anything else you'd like to share for our listeners before we close out
1: yeah so uh, right now in india i would like to share the scenario sport in india Uh, i'm working for kettlebell sport india association They are a new organization and they are affiliated to the International Union of Kettlebell Lifting, IUKL, which is uh, one of the oldest uh, kettlebell sport organizations in the world. And we have been working from the grassroots level, from schools um, and from junior schools to, you know, uh, promote kettlebell sport even um, we had been, unluckily for us, uh, the pandemic hit at a time where we were gearing up to organize competitions, national and state level competitions. But um, we then we went online. We went online and uh, had a lot of online competition, national level and also international level competitions. We have a Facebook group called the Online Kettlebell Sport Cup where people are, you know, lifter, lifters are free to come and just submit their videos according to the lift of the month and um, we also did a national competition in the city of Jaipur this March where the pandemic was in a better uh, state and things were uh, things were better controlled so there has been multiple outreach programs from our side to uh, get more to promote the sport and you know get more awareness going and get people talking about the sport here.
0: That's awesome that you're putting it in schools. Yes. Yes.
1: And that, that, you know, putting, putting that in schools will really take it off, we believe. Because uh, if we, you know, tell the students that from the, right from uh, junior schools and schools that this is a sport you can also build your career with, or you can, you know, try to, you know, just to get better with your fitness. Mm -hmm. And the fact the sport has a such a high risk, uh, such a uh, ratio of, you know, result uh, uh, to satisfactory ratio that you you can get results and get satisfied immediately. I mean, the satisfaction levels of getting your hitting your numbers are unmatched, unmatched. So uh, people can get into the sport. It's an every man's sport and it's every man's tool.
0: Beautiful. Awesome. We'll, we'll end there. So check out Samrat on Instagram, Indian underscore kettlebell underscore athlete, follow his YouTube channel, Core fit and reach out to him if you're in India looking to learn kettlebell sport or just to improve your general fitness. Samra, thank you so much. Thank you, Ian. Thank you so much. My pleasure.